0: Thank you all for tuning in. This is Iman and Selena. Together we make you Plus Happy. Each week we bring you someone who challenges us to define success and happiness on their own terms with a dose of laughter.
1: Remember to like and subscribe to the U Plus Happy podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at U Plus Happy. Hey, Selena. Hola. Hola.
0: So anything fun or exciting
1: that happened this week? Well, I was just telling, you know, I wasn't gonna talk about this, but since it came (laughs) up right before we were talking now, listen, I'm not saying that I'm some fitness guru or whatever. However, dry February is paying off y'all. So I haven't (laughs) been drinking. And I accidentally, right well, accidentally, but I walked past the mirror and I had like a little crop top shirt on because I was, it was just around the house. Nice. However, I caught a glimpse of some abs trying to come through. Yay. I saw a little line. I saw some lines in the middle and the side. I was so <laughs> hyped. Like, I wasn't even going for abs, I was just going for like not being overweight no more. And <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God, abs. I text my brother, I text my homeboy. I was like, y'all wanna see some abs? And (laughs) they did. Did they respond though? (laughs) Yeah, they did. They were like, wow, congratulations. Like everybody was happy for me because they know how hard I work, you know, how much sacrifice. (laughs) But I I did, I was honest. I was like, you know, it's only from a certain, like a certain angle, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, (laughs) it's not. (laughs) It's not just, they're not just there, you know. You gotta look closely.
0: Lighting makes a
1: difference, you know? Lighting makes a huge difference. Luckily for me, it's when the sun hits them. They start. Huh? That. It's That's crazy. Good. It's the natural sunlight. Calm down. They're not abs like what you are in like on TV, but there's something. Okay. And uh um, Selena's abs. I have a community supporting me <laughs> on my <laughs> journey.
0: <laughs> so, that's yeah. good i'm glad dry february is paying off you're yep. already seeing results because we're only we're not even too weak well i guess we're almost halfway through but yep. that's good
1: that shows you what the alcohol how much i was drinking <laughs> with my wine but i ain't good, I ain't like a lot of y'all march come back these abs gonna be gone so <laughs> i'm gonna be drinking all right <laughs> i've been drinking so enjoy wireless. while less anyway how about you
0: um so my news is not as ex- it's not exciting at all actually <laughs> so anyone that's been listening to the show you know that i've been um able to go out and explore because australia has been free of rona for the well my state has been free for the last like three months but now we are officially back from lockdown <laughs> as of yesterday so, um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. But I will say, um, I've been, previously when we were on lockdown, I was a lot more focused on doing stuff at home, whereas as soon as I got some freedom, I was like, all right, go, 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 go. So despite not wanting to be on lockdown, I think it's going to help me refocus and slow things down a little bit. Trying to see the the light at the end of the tunnel. Of course. Um, but yeah, I was not happy when I got that news. But quick side note: mm-hmm. Would you say I'm
1: sorry?
0: I'm gonna make the best of it.
1: Yes. Uh quick question: Do they call it state in Australia? Because you said they closed down my state.
0: Well, my yeah. So, Aust- and I didn't know this. Till I moved. I know this sounds really dumb, but. Australia has multiple, just like the states like you know how we have like all mm-hmm. the different states Australia is the same so I'm in the state of Victoria okay where there's like Sydney and New South, well New South Wales and different states within so my state was free of
1: viruses for quite a bit okay yeah I didn't and, and it's ignorant on my part but I didn't <laughs> know because they always call America the states so I thought we were the only ones with like city and states Little States. Yeah. I didn't know what they called them, but I'm like, know, you if you don't ask, you won't know. Yeah.
0: it's so crazy. Cause I'm like, I love to travel, but I'm really bad with geography. So like yeah. even knowing like where things are in relation to, I'm just like, Oh, I've been there, but.
1: I listened to Elvis Duran and I did want to just bring up real quick. I thought he brought up, he brought up a really good point on the show this week about lockdown, because I know you said when you got the news, you were disappointed. That is like some people are exploding and it seems random, but the, it's, it's 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 been a buildup because we've been going through this for a year now. So yeah. um, if anybody feels, you know, and I had to tell myself that, too. Like, how is this affecting me? Because I try to ignore it, but it it does affect me. So, if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, just process it. Um, so, you don't yeah. blow up at, at somebody <laughs> or punch somebody, <laughs> you run your cards. I so punch. Yeah, that's
0: fine. Um, but yeah, I think every time we get like a little dose of freedom, because each time it's a little bit longer, I think it's harder the next time. Right. That makes yeah.
1: Sense. So, that's how I felt. They shut down my class I was taking. Uh-huh. All right. I remember that day. I was very <laughs> frustrated, but it's okay. I had some wine that day, like I'm gonna do in March. So so, um, this week, we have someone I know very well. I I tried to answer all his questions for him. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like,
0: let him answer for himself. (laughs)
1: I basically was interviewing myself. (laughs) Mitchell Pascoe, he's a poet and performer. Uh, Writing became a hidden gem that helped him transcend into a world rooted in the pursuit of love. It was through this gift that he not only found comfort while walking his path, but documented truths that could benefit many. His book, Born Behind Bars, is a collection of essays, quotes, journals, Prayers and Poems, compiled over 25 years. You can find his book on Amazon or or Barnes and Nobles. Uh, And we're going to put the links in the show notes. And again, it's called Born Behind Bars. And without further ado, we welcome Mitchell. (laughs) All right. Yay, Mitchell's here.
2: (laughs) Yay, what's good?
1: um so we're just starting off with your book born behind bars what yeah. I know it's like the compilation or of all your poetry throughout your life right so how did you get started writing what made you want to do the book
2: so I've been writing since maybe elementary school and mm-hmm. it was always something that I did just you know for therapy self-therapy a lot of thoughts on my mind um and then in middle school, I had a teacher who kind of like really, really pushed it and uh, motivated me to write, to go even deeper. And um, so I say I probably got serious from like middle school up and throughout my life. And I've just always wr- you know written down my collective thoughts, how I felt about society, women, um, things we all deal with as teenagers and just coming of age. And then I think around 2014, well, first 2012, I had a real like spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff that would come to me in dreams or in meditation, I will write down. So there's a bulk of my book that was written between 2012 up until now. And um 2014, I was like, damn, yo, like I got a lot of stuff that I can really put together in a book. And originally the book was gonna be called uh Healing Through Revealing or Healing and Revealing or Revealing Through Healing. And I was just playing with that for a while, and then I was like shaking, not shaking, not stirred. And I was like, "Man, that sounds good." <clears throat> so I just, you know, kept on writing. I read through the things I had, and I realized there's still things that I feel like need to be touched on from a man's perspective, and just to share with the world, you know, things that I've um I've overcome that I felt like could help other people. So I met um just the universe. God brought this editor into my life. I've never met her. She's uh from New York, and she's self-published as well, and we just kind of just talked on the phone for a while, and she gave me some different ideas, and we just, you know, formed a book together within the last year and a half, and there you have it. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's awesome. So you mentioned you were, like, trying to figure out the title. How did you decide on Born Behind Bars? Like, what was that? Um
2: you know, I'll be freestyling a lot, right? <laughs> With all my friends and stuff. And then like, you know, bars is just like a play on words because I've always felt growing up in Baltimore, um, well, growing up in Baltimore, then on top of that being black, I always felt uh, the effects of oppression uh-huh. and just feeling uh, restricted, constricted, trapped. And so I was like, you know what? That's tight yo. Like I felt, I felt in prison but I got bars, too. <laughs> so I felt like, and then, like, visually, you know, I, this is my son, actually. This is Little man. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. Oh, wow. Looking at the copy
2: I have here. Yeah. So uh, visually, I was like, you know, I just really wanted to give um, a message. And, like, you can see, man, I'm breaking all this stuff down. I wanted people to do it on their own. But, like, <laughs> it's surrounded by darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's just this little bit of light. It's touching them, and then it's like writings all on the wall. So I've always felt like trapped, but I always felt like God had a hand on me too. Like there was always some um, higher being or just uh, calling that was pushing me out of the dark and into the light, uh, despite how trapped I felt. And Mm -hmm. so born behind bars is basically that. Like even though I was born into um, a troubling situation. anybody's born into a troubled situation um you can still you know find your way out you still find your life so yeah and then I you know it's a lot of poems I I got poems in there I got journal entries dating back from like 96 but it's bars in there too so bars (laughs) Um, me and Mitchell (laughs) joked about
1: I talked to him recently and we were joking about being Baltimore Survivors so, <laughs> when you said you were, like, brought up Baltimore, I just thought about that, because yeah, it's, it's Baltimore's a wild place, it ain't all bad, but.
2: Baltimore was, like, really dope back in 2000, early, like, 90s, 2000, man, it was a good time, I always say, like, when they had to the show The Wire, I was mm-hmm. like, yo, that's not just what Baltimore's about, like, we had some good times, yo, like. Yeah, we had some really good times. We just knew where not to go and where not to be at a certain <laughs> time. But if you if you knew what the, you know, what I'm saying if you knew how to move, you was gonna have a good time, man. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. You got that the Baltimore. I don't hear it so much with Selena, but I don't know if it's because I've known her for so long. But I hear the the uh, Baltimore accent with you.
2: <laughs> you know what? Word? It really kicks on when I'm around other Baltimore people. So the fact that Selena's going uh-huh. here she's
1: bringing it out of me and that's, it's my fault. I'm surprised that your Baltimore accent your Baltimore accent is still so um like prevalent because you've been gone forever. Like Mitchell's yeah. been gone from Baltimore for so long. Ooh. I'm surprised you even you even had some of the slang from the 99 and the 2000s. I be like, "What?" Um but uh so but along your journey like I know you were like writing to you said it was therapy and all was there a time when you felt like this is a big question but like challenges you had to push through and like how
2: the poetry helped you get through it um oh okay so there's uh i don't know what to call them i don't know what you would call them in a book but basically there's been some very trying relationships i've been through over the years and A very sensitive dude, right? So I'll be having a lot to say. So rather than, um, I guess, flood a person's phone with text message, I'll text it out like a whole story about my feelings and what I've been going through, and then I'll just save it in my notes and I'll go back to it like a few months later and like, damn, like I really got through that, you know what I mean? Like, so in those moments, Selena. Like, yes, that really, really helped. Because a lot of times when you really feel down and out about something and it's weighing down you, it's just, you just need to get it out of you. And if you don't have anyone to talk to directly, the best thing you can do is write it out. So that's how poetry and them text messages, or even like back when I was on Facebook, I would write long ass fucking, you know, messages about life and what I was feeling, like being so vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's how it's helped me get through some very, very trying to, that and just crying.
0: <laughs> I mean you have a good cry, you need that yeah. Every once in a while. <laughs> Yeah. Was there um i go to a little bit Oscar, but is there someone in your family or someone that you knew that was a writer? Or did you just naturally from when you were young was like, I like writing?
2: Yeah, um, it's a God-given gift um no one that i knew around me uh wrote you know my you know i i will say this my grandmother was a school teacher right mm-hmm. and um she raised me her and my grandfather so when it was snow outside she wouldn't let me like we wouldn't have school but she wouldn't let me go outside to play in the snow until i read a book and did a book report so yeah. i feel like that like she was with some like Father Joe Jackson Five, <laughs> <laughs> came to like read and write. And so I feel like that kind of like, I, I give tribute to that, um, encouraging my imagination and mm, even yeah. my writing skills. But yeah. there was no one direct that was in my life that kind of like, oh, yeah, you should be a writer. It's just, it's just something I picked up and fell in love with. But how did
1: you get introduced to poetry, Sarima?
2: I swear to you, yo, it just. It's just always been there. Okay. No, like I was sense. writing songs with Nikki when 10 years old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the poetry's Nikki's a his sister who's a friend yeah. of mine. Um, so did the song like the lyrics, did that transition into poetry? Is that just how it
2: came about? I think the song, like, okay, so the first writing idea was probably like these little songs, you know, what I'm saying will be we like nine, eight years old about a girlfriend I had in elementary school. Um, But then I just oh, I'm trying to think like the first poem I wrote. It had to have been like 11, 10, 11 years old. And I, I don't know, yo, it just I just did it. I just yeah. did
1: it.
2: Yeah. And um, and then I got good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I said, it's sixth grade is when I picked it up a notch and I started getting celebrated for it. Mm. That was when I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like it's going to give me some attention. Like I'm actually good at it. You know what I mean, yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's the beauty of poetry. Cause it sounded like you were just writing down your feelings and your thoughts yeah. and yep. it's like anything could really be poetry. So it's like, it's dope that you kind of transitioned that to be like, Oh, how can I use this? Um, right. Right. And yeah. you know, that's your skill. So I guess just kind of going off of that, was there, because you said there wasn't anyone in your life that was a writer or a poet. Was there ever anyone that pushed you to do something else? And you're just like, no,
2: like, this is, this is my calling. This is what I want to do. Well, um, other than, I never really paid any attention for like, serious attention. Like I said, it was more so for me. My passions in life were football and acting. Like, that's what I woke up thinking about more consistently throughout life, mm-hmm. acting and football. Uh, poetry and writing was just, you know, what you do for pastime, you know? <clears throat> um, so I went to the school for the arts. I studied theater. Um and simultaneously I was playing football for like, you know, youth leagues. And then I realized I wasn't getting any taller. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, let's let this football go. <laughs> let's <laughs> focus more on this acting career and um that was what I wanted to do for the longest um and um uh, so like my whole like all right check this out so my whole purpose in life has always been to uh help others I feel like everything I've ever done has always you know I've always been attracted to a way <clears throat> that I can help the collective my first job was in Baltimore, when I was like 14, 15, I worked for this organization called Reading by Nine. And what we would do, we would come together and create all these uh different like stepping shows or um, songs to help get people's attentions out on the streets in Baltimore mm-hmm. to get surveys on how many kids were reading by the age of nine. Huh. And then we would take that information, come back and um, have discussions and have like a, like a, like a, a program where we could go to different schools and facilitate in the in the school boards and let them know, like, all right, this is the data we have. This is what we need to do to pick up the numbers because kids are not reading by the age of nine. And that's like, I, that was my first job and I loved it. And so even when I was an actor, you know, you studying in theater, I was like, okay, how can I use this to help others? Like, And so like a lot of the stuff you are reading in my book, it talks about how like me just manifesting, like becoming a figure or taking a, um, a platform where my influence can motivate or liberate others. So writing, it's the, it's the same thing. Um, it went from me just doing it for myself to looking back and like, all right, <clears throat> some of this stuff is purely from from me, from my heart. But some of this stuff is also delivered to me from God and I really need to share. it. Um, mm-hmm. One of my, when I first realized the power of it is when I was back home. I was back home in Maryland from 06 to 07 and I went to like one of my first poetry. I never I've never performed poetry ever in my life. But I went to Philly cuz one of my homeboys from high school was throwing these uh these um shows up in Philly. And I didn't even have the poem memorized. I was up there reading it from the paper. And but I had some shit to get off my chest. So I'm out there performing and then this dude walked up to me and I could just see in his eyes and he was like, "Yo, everything you said to me, everything you said to me I just went through and just hearing you say it like really gave me a release so it was that moment I was like damn yo like this is beautiful you know what I'm saying and it just connected it connected with who I was and all that I want to do in life and so you know I always kind of kept that in mind throughout through the years when I was writing you know what I'm saying did I answer your question? I'll be saying I'll be talking. <laughs> you did, you did. But that's um, yeah, yeah no,
0: that's dope. Yeah. That um I had a follow-up question, but then I got it got lost somewhere in the mix. So <laughs> yes, <bad. you> <laughs> I, I was trying to keep it. I don't know if you saw you it, it. was asked
2: like asked me if there was something that someone wanted me to do, that I was like, no. Nah.
1: Yeah. It's
2: hard no, but to listen
1: to... and keep your follow-up question in your mind. You know I what know. I mean? Because you can't focus on that follow-up question or you won't be listening. I know how it is. I was
2: trying. I tried really hard. It was the only thing that I ever like, there's never been anything that people have tried to coax me into doing that I did. Um because I've always been like this rebellious person all my life. Like yeah. and Selena, I'm the only one out here. I'm dolo out here I don't have no family, but the family I created, my kids. So I've always been rebellious in that sense. Now there's been things that surprisingly God told me not to do and I did. Like I and I know in my soul like yo, I really shouldn't be doing this right now.
1: Yeah. Fuck it.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying?
1: all free will and I I think yeah, you hear it, you feel that nudge that's like <laughs> no, no. But it, it seems like it's, like
2: it's going to be so much fun though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna do it anyway. Right, like, right, right. It, it. right. Right. Let's turn it <laughs> um and I will say side note I did think about this while you were talking um I have seen Mitchell perform and I forgot where it was you were in Baltimore and Nikki I didn't I don't think I had met you yet but it was like one of the festivals they have down here uh in Baltimore like oh, in the he, summertime he have... yeah you it was like old-timey like yeah, a yeah, different yeah. time it was a period piece I guess yeah yeah and yeah. I will say you were good and me and Darsel was like I don't know if I want. We want to go see him. We worried he gonna be bad because Nikki kept hyping you up, and I was like, "If he bad, girl, <laughs> like." And so we were like, and then we 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 saw you. We were like, "Wow!" And that's what me and ourselves was saying. We had never seen you or met you, so what we didn't have anything. Um, that was your
2: first time seeing me. Was on stage.
1: Yeah. And I was that's like, great. I was like, that boy good. <laughs> Thank you, Selena. And, <laughs> uh, and, uh, but we, but we said it like behind your back and we didn't even say it to Nikki. So that's how, you know, it was real. Cause you wasn't nobody there to impress or say, oh yeah, your brother's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I it. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> nice. no, it was, uh, <laughs> no, but I thought it was everybody that day. I think I remember like three people that were really, really it was good. at Morgan, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was the warm outside, like I wish it okay. was you know, and it was in Baltimore, um, okay. but it was really, really uh, good. So my point of saying that though, is saying like, I know from experience that you're a good performer and I, mm. I've experienced it. So I
2: appreciate that. And Selena performs too, though. You know that, right? I know. Okay. <laughs> Not she, got, she, she, we went to the poetry lounge out here in LA mm-hmm. and she did a thing. I remember that, yo.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about that. That was the first time I I did poetry, and I remember. Oh, oh my, yeah.
2: How old was that? 2012.
1: Probably like 13 yeah. 2013, one of those years. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when I was very, very, very young. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me of that. I'm just performing. <laughs>
2: I know somebody, I know one of us got it recorded somewhere in the cloud. We're gonna find it.
1: I don't I didn't have a cloud back then. I had an
2: Android. Oh we gotta find (laughs) it. I had an Android. I don't know what you had. (laughs)
1: My texts were green, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh so switching a little bit, um Who's been, who or what has been your biggest motivation to keep going? I know um, it, we're mainly talking about the book today, which is important, but you're also a performer. you also also Um, What keeps you going in all of that? Because that's taken on a lot.
2: Um, My kids, I think physically, and then God, like I really have a, a real good, awareness of God and who God is in my life. But like my kids, man, I think about my kids and I'd be like, no, like, they really kind of like hold me together. I really feel like, man, I was watching um, Les Miserables mm-hmm. years ago and I had I had one of my moments at the end of the movie where the constable, the cop realized like, damn, I've been wasting my whole life chasing this guy and it's really not what i supposed to have been doing. So in that mm-hmm. moment, it was raining. I went outside and stood in the rain. And I was like, yo, if I didn't have my kids, I would be a nomad. <laughs> I would really like no one would ever see me. What I would be...
0: down? <laughs> but like, <laughs> no,
2: I would be like, I would, I would be, I'd probably be somewhat reckless for a long time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just because that that's that rebellious spirit in me. And I really feel like in one of my past lives, I made an agreement with myself, like, all right, yo this next time around, you need to have some kids <laughs> to code yourself together, so like that, you know. And this is you hard. not rebelling? Oh, uh-huh.
1: I know, Mitchell, this is you not rebelling? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's
0: like, I don't know what that is.
2: That part, like.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Like, you uh-huh. have no idea. <laughs> I
1: don't want to know. <laughs> what the heck?
2: Yeah, so yeah, my my kids, my my daughter, my son, and and God, like you know, because you know what? I'll be I always go to more like when I'm in like my darkest moments, I'll be thinking about other dark moments that I've had. And then like God pulled me out of. I'm like, damn, yo, like if I got through those, if I got through that, if you let me get through that. All right, I keep going, yo. I got to
1: keep going, Yeah, that's a really good point. I I, I told my I have recently had like a revelation. I think it was like in the last 6 months or so, and it was like if I have to in no bad moments, I have to remember that this is a season. I'll get past it. Yeah. But it's yeah. only you have but it's hard for me. It was really hard to remind myself of that in those moments cuz you so you're so upset and it's like I ha- I have to just have that voice that's like Selena, you, you're going to, it's a season, everything, even the good times, they're going to pass, the bad times going to pass, so you You had we were just talking about
2: that, what you said, we were just talking about that, you really put that into my head the other day, like, she beat me over the head when I was like, yeah, she's so right,
1: yeah, and it's like, so yeah, that's something I had to remind myself of, like, this is just temporary, everything's temporary, that's the Uh main, that's the best way to sum it up. Um, And I think we forget that in those bad moments, and that's when we get lost in it, and that domino effect. Yeah. And it's like you get sucked deeper into it. Um, Yeah. So not to be like too heavy, but I think it's a good reminder. Um, Absolutely. It's only temporary, (laughs) y'all. It will pass. That
2: song, trouble only lasts for a
1: while. Oh, singing ain't your thing now. (laughs) You got a lot of feelings. we found the area
2: where it wasn't. You yeah. stick to rapids. You stick to rapids. You know the song I'm talking about, though, right? No, because oh, you know the song on top. Trouble only lasts for a while. Something
0: like yeah. It's like an old school song, right?
2: Old school, yeah. She knows. Thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being professional
0: at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, like now. <laughs> Um, so good. <laughs> I guess switching gears a little bit so we focus a lot in society about our accomplishments success um was there ever a time along the journey where you felt like you failed or that you learned from a failure
2: oh I, a it lot sounds, of
0: times a minute <laughs> it sounds like the rebellious thing has probably kicked up a few times
2: <laughs> Yeah, hey, man I've I've I failed a lot um hmm trying to think of what failure, big failure, i like to share with you guys. <laughs> I got locked up. I made a big mistake in life and I got arrested. And I was looking at like doing a year, but God saved me from that, got me out on work release. And um, <clears throat> it was in those moments that I was like, while I was in jail, like, all right, what am I going to do? Cause my life is about to change forever. What am I going to do? And um, I was like, man, like, I still, you know, because I I was like, okay, I'm gonna be stuck in LA with no money, with a felony, like, and like, up until that point, my life was like climbing. I had just spent a year in um, Maryland on the East Coast, like, complete, like, accomplished all my goals in a year, just went dumb hard, came, I booked a national commercial, I did like six plays, I had potential agents and managers looking at me in LA, just like my life was climbing, and then I, you know, I did what I did, and so like, like that, it was all taken away from me, and um, I was like, well, I need to still stay because at the time my son was in Baltimore. I mean, in um, LA, I was like I need to stay in LA. I can't get, even go back, and um, like I really I failed. And that's when I was in in jail, I was like, all right, what am I going to do to sustain? And that's when barbering came into my mind. I I figured, um, you know, I wanted to do a job that would allow me to have flexible hours, Mm -hmm. you know, be with my son and still be able to audition. Because before that, I was working at group homes and I work overnight. So I could audition during the day. But with a felony, you can't work with kids no more. So I Mm -hmm. fucked that up too. So like that was, that was, yeah, that was the biggest, Fail for me, and then I was telling Selena um, we talked recently like that 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 uh that mess up. I it took me, It took me about ten years uh-huh. to fully like really recover from it,
0: uh-huh.
2: mentally, circumstantially, financially, just everything. So yeah, but I but I'm there though. I did it. You did
1: it. First day. <laughs> wow. That's a big one. It's mm-hmm. like, I can't jump right back from that. I gotta let that sit in. Cause that's, that was, that's huge to come back from.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so switching gears. So having said that this is a very different question, no, um, not. but having said that, what does success mean to you now? What's your definition? How do you measure it?
2: Me plus happy. <laughs> equal success. What makes you? Uh, happy. <laughs> um, just being uh comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last few years, I've realized like, okay, I've I've, I've mastered loving kids. I have mastered loving a woman. Okay, like, damn, like, but I don't know what it looks like or feels like to love me. And I took some time off to really discover those things, like really be alone. And um, to operate in that space of not wanting another person in my life to be single and just discover things that make me feel good on an individual level because I really I really had no idea. And um finding confidence, you know what I'm saying uh within myself with no outside sources of validation or approval, those things make me feel successful because so much of my life I felt, um, bombarded um, with trying to um, meet other people's standards, status quos. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to graduate into being my own person and being comfortable with myself, to me, that's one of the biggest success in my life. The, I mean, the book is great. My kids are amazing. I could book a, a, a national commercial tomorrow, a movie tomorrow, but, like, just really loving myself. That's a success. Yeah, And I'm still working on it. I'm still, um, there's still ways to go, but I feel more confident within myself and comfortable with myself than I've ever felt, you know, but it took me wanting to do that. It took me acknowledging that I needed to do that. Mm, Yeah. That's
0: so important. I feel like um, so many people don't know how to be alone and don't know how to you know, I've, I've had, I just recently had a conversation with someone and they're like, like, I get anxious when I'm not around people. And I was just like, okay, we need to like unpack this and see what this is. So the fact that you were able to be like, this might be uncomfortable, but this is what I need in this moment. And like building that relationship yourself.
1: That's yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Absolutely. And in the, and the, when you said this is still in progress, it's still a process. Mm -hmm. um, That made me think of, well, if you were in a relationship with someone else, it would still be a process and a pro in progress. Like you don't mm-hmm. get in a relationship with someone else and say you love them or they love you, and then that's it. Right. No, like no, it's no, still no. A, a, it's always you know a growing thing. So I think that's mm. a that's something to take away. Like when people say, "Oh, I love, I, I love myself. I have this confidence now." Well, it's still you start to nurture it. Yeah. Constantly, it's not just like I hit this mark and I made mm-hmm. it. No, sweetie. i read in a book, um, 10% happier. He was like, your demons are out in the parking lot doing pushups. So, <laughs> and I was like, where's the lie? Cause you were <laughs> so, um, and not saying that will happen to you. I'm just saying, it just hit me like, yeah, you, but you always have to foster that and make uh-huh. sure um, to keep it consistent. Like any other relationship. Right. To push it.
2: But um, so many of us, so many of us operating in life and not even aware of, that level of work that needs to be done yeah. and not even conscious of it like you know what i'm saying like okay. what was i feel like i've come into conversation with people where what we're saying right now is a foreign language mm-hmm. you know like
1: yeah but we kind of taught that i feel like in our society to like ne- not think about us not to neglect ourselves and and, and me and ima have talked about this on other episodes where it's just like make money work grind hustle that's it like and and if and if the whole reason we started the show is because that that's the definition of success in our in our culture that's the that's the tone that's what we're bombarded with constantly and me Mm -hmm. and mine wanted to define success for ourselves and not be so caught up in that um like everything's just about chasing this dollar like some people would say well like what you said earlier well if i got a commercial or i got a movie then that would be success to them which is fine but when that stuff is over you still gonna be with you you still only go, go home to, with yourself by yourself and i feel like that part is so important that you said like you've mastered that like not mastered it but you're conscious of that and you know like that stuff is great but it doesn't right it, you will always be chasing that if that was what you needed to feel success
2: right and you like, know what's crazy even in this like return to me pursuing my acting career like my whole approach to it is different. Like before, like you said, it was all about yo. I need to get on yo. Like I need to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, I need to be this a list. But now, when I'm being there, I'll be really like, this is for me. This is because I enjoy acting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm I, like I'm a, I'm allowing myself to just to fail, to play, to make mistakes, have find new discoveries. Like it's purely for me, and because of that. I'm becoming a much better actor, mm. you know what I'm saying? I'm no longer, because the best acting is reacting. Mm. you know what I'm saying? I felt like even after high school, I was performing, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Now I feel like I'm at a stage in my art that I'm reliving, huh. you know?
1: Yeah, so. yeah. It's coming from a, you're more, I feel it, well, it sounds more like it's about the art. Yeah.
2: It's about it's More that. genuine art.
1: Yeah, and it's not about the career aspect of it or the business part of it. And that's the money part, which we like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have, to, I feel like it's important to enjoy the process, too. Yeah, right,
2: right,
0: right. Yeah. It sounds like the motivation is coming from internal as opposed yeah. to external factors, which I think is such a big, that's a big shift when you yes. think about like what you're pursuing. Um, yeah. Cause the external, like Selena said is temporary and it can be here today, gone tomorrow. Whereas that internal work that you're doing like that's always going to be there. Yeah. Um, so switching gears a little bit, um, what is something that you hope people say about you when you're not in the room?
2: <laughs> wow, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I made them laugh okay. or at least smile. Mm-hmm. Really? yeah I
1: don't,
0: exactly <laughs> don't downplay his answer
1: <laughs> downplaying it but Mitchell's always trying to um he always teaches lessons and like tries to yeah. help you get to a deeper part of yourself that's what I get
2: from our conversations
1: mm-hmm. oh wait am I the funny one when we talk is that why
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we both I feel like we, all right we she be giving sermons too though don't don't let her so but I but in the midst of it, there's a there's fun, there's laughter. Yeah, yeah.
1: You well, that's, that's what the whole mean?
2: show.
1: That's this whole show.
2: Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, like you know, I I feel like that's. I I want that to be said about me when I'm not, living. like yo yo funny yeah. shit <laughs> like. <laughs> That you yeah. want
1: that over the sorry, Iman, said, <laughs> <what> you want to say what
2: he said, what <laughs> he said. He said, Why are you trying to fight me
0: on this? <laughs> I know it looks like what you were supposed to say. <laughs>
1: no, no, not supposed that to Mitchell. He Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like when he's in a room, he always, he is shedding light on something. Just like the book. Like it's the light. So I I just think that's not the right answer.
2: <laughs> Listen, remember the movie Mary Poppins? Yeah. Remember a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Okay. So that's like my whole thing. Like I want to give people medicine, but I don't want them to know they getting medicine. So i mm-hmm. much rather you the initial thought like, yo, funny, and then later on you contemplate what I was saying, like, oh shit, damn, that nigga's deep though. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The humor is the the thing that you want to stick. Yeah. No, the, the, the humor is the introduction. To your mm-hmm. heart. And once I got your heart open, I mean, then I I'm going to drop That's the real answer. There you go. Put no damn humor. <laughs> you don't hear lying. Tall, oh God, I'm being so honest. Like, that really, I really speak. All right, whatever. You want people to laugh so you can get in there and then
1: give them the medicine. That's the only reason you want them to laugh. All right. Let so... him
0: give his answer.
1: <laughs> Thank you. you know, I'm bullying our guests.
0: Can you tell who the aggressive one is? In terms of our, um, in our friendship,
2: <laughs> that's Selena. She's soft though. She's so soft.
1: All right, you don't got to my business thing. Eh? <laughs> I
0: already know that though.
2: Well,
1: you want, but not the listeners. They like, got think
2: I'm tough. tough you know. Y'all gonna edit that part out i don't know who knows i never
1: know what's going to get edited out but i know uh, i can't have any more people on here for baltimore because i don't know how to act i don't usually act like this on show i'm out here
2: acting a fool oh man
1: uh, uh, so now it's me asking a question uh, oh all right so we're winding down even though we just wound up um I should have hit a schedule for longer but everybody got stuff to do so um what's your biggest um what's the piece of advice you would give listeners um about anything like what's the biggest piece of advice if you could only give somebody one dose of medicine
2: um everything you see ain't what it is like don't base your life off of what other people are doing and how they living or even what they're saying like really follow your heart because if you get caught up in that then you're never going to be yourself you're never going to be happy and um that's why i haven't been i told you i haven't been on social media Mm -hmm. because for the longest time i was really comparing myself to other people and Mm -hmm. feeling bad about like you know what I have and what I don't have. I just feel like a lot of us are stuck in that in that, that treacherous perspective of basing success off of other people's illusions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Um, so yeah, that's 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 what it is, man. I feel like that's what it all boils down to. Boys well, a great foundation to start from
1: yeah I, um when you say things it, like I'm not responding because I'm taking it in I took notes on our last call
2: I have to say y'all look so pretty both of you guys oh, thanks. Oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> no I was gonna say that's so um that's such a good point especially when it comes me and Selena have talked about social media a lot of times on here but it's like I feel like there's so much comparison and people are only showing their good moments um, and there's so many people you look at their page that I know personally and it's like oh they're living the life they're having an amazing time but then they're miserable like when you yep. know them on a personal level so I think it's so easy to kind of misconstrue that it's like yes. oh this is what everyone's life and everyone's just having a great time and doing this and it's like that's really all just a facade and yep that's mm-hmm. what they want you
2: to see yeah. all of us dealing with the same shit mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh and it's and, and the other the part of this is way off subject but the other part of social media is what i realize now most people are on their venting too if they're not showing you how perfect they are they are on their venting about something it's
2: mm-hmm.
1: like man i don't need this like i don't they're on there talking about politics or the pandemic or something like it's turning into like just this show off or venting does that make sense? I
2: think that you gotta let people vet though. You got No, I know,
1: but it's like I don't need that. Like you said, write it in your text and your notes and keep that make Well, Selena,
2: you. you don't have to have, you don't have to follow them.
1: I know, but I'm just saying, like on my popular page, it's like, all right, fine. It's not all just people I follow, you know. You don't have social media, you don't know, but they have a popular page. I'm just not gonna, I just can't,
2: I just I know that people like people be like. People be killing themselves out here, yo. No, that and is true. They be true. needing to get that shit out. You know what I'm saying. Oh, okay, and...
1: that's fair. That's fair. You're right. Okay. Um, and and uh, uh not to get.
2: <laughs> I love you, Selena. I love you. Not
1: to not to get too dark, but that is the number two cause of death in America right now, so it's a real serious issue. But um, but no, what you said about I took a week off of social media. And when I go back on there, it's, yeah, it's, it's just nonsense. And like like y'all said, it's just what people want you to see. Um, and it's so easy to get compare yourself. I I even do it. Not to like, uh, I compare myself to people like, oh, they out. I want to go out. I want to go on a trip. Yeah, yeah, like, and I wasn't even think about that. Like- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Or like you know, like I'll be fasting from sex, and then I you know see all these like twenty different badass chicks on there. You know what I'm saying? And then like. Booty game again you know I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah I'm glad I'm not a guy
1: that would be tricky that would be very tricky
0: what were you so, and I was going to switch gears did you have a follow-up question mm-hmm. okay. so one of our um so one of the things we talked about is just like who we surround ourselves with and how important that is you said that you're out there solo dolo so but I'm sure you still have like a circle of people that you kind of
2: or standard standards. No. standards. You, okay. want, you want
0: to
2: see my friends? Well, okay, so. <laughs> have I
0: have plants. <laughs> Those are <Okay>. my friends. <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> if, <laughs> if somewhere wanted to be in your inner circle, or like, yeah, in your inner circle, what traits would they have to have?
2: They would have to be fun. Uh, they have to be um, ambitious. Um, like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just, you know, kind and loving.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said.
2: What can't they have? What's deal breakers? I don't like people who get angry easily. um I don't like people who are constantly judging other people um or lying Uh, mm -hmm.
0: some deal breakers for sure
2: (laughs) yeah I think if I think honestly if you can avoid those things judging lying and being angry all the time like I can pretty much fuck with you yo like we we good I mean I don't know there's different levels of friendships but like that's a great space for us to potentially have a future together or do some business together, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't
2: know how I would know somebody was lying. Go ahead. Emma. You can
1: know when people are lying. Yeah. After, After a, while,
2: a while, you know, liars, like, you know, like, you know, especially now like the age we are now, like it's like a radar, like,
0: you. There are people that like over exaggerate everything?
2: Yeah, that's
0: what I don't I can know do. nobody you're
2: like that. Straight up.
0: Well, yeah, because you're protective of your like who you surround yourself with.
1: Yeah, my circle like Mitchell plants <laughs> like three people. <laughs> <laughs> my plants don't be lying, shoot. Right. <laughs>
0: um, I had a follow up question, and you don't you can decide not to answer it or not. But so I don't know you obviously that much, but I feel like you have, like you seem like you're very extroverted and like you have this energy about you. So when you say like I'm solo or my like circle is small, is that, is that like by choice or is it just because you've like kind of moved around? Great question. And,
2: okay. Um, I'm I am an extrovert. Yeah, I get and, that. And <laughs> um, and um, they, it's like by choice. Uh, I decided to to be an introvert just for a while because what I told you the things I wanted to work on, mm-hmm. and um, you know I've I've realized that I needed a lot of work, and then a lot of stuff that I was discovering in the course of relationships, like me being alone gave me the opportunity to solidify it, to really like bring it in, make it me, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and, and in that process my values have changed. Um, my appreciation of myself has changed. So there's people in my life that, you know, I dealt with, but then like, you know, as I've evolved and felt better appreciation of myself, I'm like, yo, no, you don't deserve me. I gotta let you go. Yeah. And a lot of people got cut off. And my tolerance, cause I've always been the one that like, I give you three chances, always been that guy. But like like you said, like, life kind of wears you down, wears you out a little bit where like, now I don't have that tolerance no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would see people for who they were, hope for the best, hoping that, okay, maybe I'll bring a better part of them out of themselves, or if I love them enough, you know, it might, nah, y'all don't have time for it no more. <laughs> So I just kind of like stated my I I stated myself, women, you know, dudes that really don't that aren't conducive to who I want to become or where I want to go in life, I don't fuck with them no more. And I tell my friends all the time, y'all my friends. My kids be like, yo, you need to go out, dad. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to go have some fun. I'm like, y'all my friends. No, you need a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like so, but um, you know god the universe will bring those people in my life when it's time i ain't tripping you're so picky i'm I'm not
0: your
1: standard (laughs) okay people can't make no mistakes (laughs) (laughs) we'll have another show about you and how picky you are (laughs) i disagree all right cool so we are, uh, we run out of time. That's why I'm not gonna go into this. But if I had more time, I would. Well, I'm gonna do the interview for Mitchell and answer all his questions for him. Like what he really meant to say What? No, that ain't even true y'all. So I'm, yeah. But um, So yeah, I, this went really fast. I, we have a lot of questions, but.
2: Um, I've been enjoying this. Good, you have? Yeah, man, good. y'all dope, man. Y'all, y'all got something good going on over here, man.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. You have to come back on the show when we have more time. Um, and I'm usually more professional. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna
2: act like a little kid when you came on the show. No, I, like I don't think anything's wrong. Like this is your personality. I think. Yeah, it's I fun. usually don't show it this much. It's fun. It's a you great. Know. So it's a great. It's a it's a great dynamic between yeah. the two of you guys. Even when I was listening it's to valid. you when you sent me the clip. <laughs> Perfect balance, you know. See, you know, it's perfect. your mom has
1: sense. I don't.
2: That's the <laughs> to Before the story. your breaks. birthday, mom.
0: February six. It just passed. So
2: oh, clear. happy birthday! <laughs> it just passed. Mm-hmm. Dang, happy birthday! Thank you. What's your sign? What's your birthday? I'm a Libra, September twenty third. What a date! I a Libra Virgo, cuss. Right date, yeah. I would have been a Virgo. See, I'm going to answer his questions. He
1: don't know. <laughs> he don't even know what's on
0: the, even on the phone. On the
1: car. We don't even, you just sit there. I got it. <laughs> He's not even a Libra. Not I am a Libra. I'm I talking. am a
2: Libra. All
1: right, whatever. <laughs> um, But yeah, we're going to close out. Do you have anything else?
2: Um, No, I don't have anything else. I love you guys. I truly appreciate you too. I think it's beautiful what you're doing. You're off to something great. And I pray that, you know, much success that you guys keep going, you know, just keep going.
1: Thank you. you. I appreciate that. We're going to do a little closeout, a little outro. So thank you, Mitchell, for sharing your time with us and inspiring our listeners to redefine success for themselves. Remember, you can find Mitchell's book, Born Behind Bars on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. And we will have a sh- uh, link in the show notes.
0: And thank you listeners. We couldn't do this without you. Remember to hit like, comment, share this episode, leave a review. We always want to hear your feedback um, at You Plus Happy Podcast. And we're also available on YouTube and Instagram at U Plus Happy.
1: We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. And we ask our guests to say our tagline. <laughs> Which is it's very long, but you you, long. you, used to memorize stuff. You ready? Not this. <laughs>
2: we will say it together.
1: No, you say it. I'm gonna good. tell you what it is easy <laughs> Okay. You got it? We'll show you our definition of success if you show us yours.
2: We'll show you our definition of success if you show yours.
1: Show us yours. Sure. Yep. Close <laughs> enough, close <That's> enough. <laughs> <laughs> got a little active in the day <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: all right just, thank you so much for being on yeah, thank uh, you no problem anytime
2: up. i can't wait to come back all right bye, okay. bye.